0: What if they draft you next
1: year? Oh, that's a sore subject, too. That's a sore subject. There was... Well, might as well since we're already on it. Uh, So... No, I'm not going to... No! I'm not going to touch it. Okay, so... We're going to touch it! (laughs) (laughs) All right, so...
0: All right. Is that all you're wearing? Your Viore? Uh, Yes, this is a Viore quick trip sweatshirt. I am wearing my Viore pants. I am wearing a Viori shirt underneath there somewhere. See, Viori? Oh, you can't see it. See, I swear. I promise.
2: I need um, to re-up
0: on my on
2: my Viori. Um, I don't know if they came out with any new stuff. I need some new colors. I need to, I need to switch it up. Um, but you guys know we're massive fans of Viori. We always have been. We're lucky to have them uh, work with us on the show, but we would be wearing this stuff either way. And you can get twenty percent off your first purchase and enjoy free shipping on any US orders over seventy-five dollars. Go to viore.com slash the dink and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.
3: Let's get it. All right. Live. Game on, we are back here with the dink. We're in a new podcast studio. Check it out. Looking pretty fresh. Uh we're gonna talk about a lot of things today and a little special guest appearance down the road, but uh, first things first. There's been quite a bit of merger drama. Let's jump in. Hold on. Actually, can I play a
2: voicemail that I got? Game on. Absolutely. All right. Hopefully this uh this picks it up. So I got this from Altaf yesterday. I missed his call, but I uh, figured we'd share it. Dude,
4: you just got hold on. Hold on. Greatest compliment, dude. You just got arguably the single greatest compliment you could ever get and it's better than any award you'll win my kids are home and with their friends okay there's like seven eight of them the all year <clears throat> and i'm just picking them up from school and i'm taking them to get snacks and just you know i was gonna teach them how to toilet paper a bunch of houses but anyway that's a whole nother story but i go, hey kids did you vote for your dad for the best player of the year or whatever and they're like oh no we gotta do that so they get on there and they're going through it and they're like uh I don't know. I think I'm going to vote for Gabe for this one. I mean, they know Pickleball, right? And they're just talking about it, and they're arguing about every single one. And then they go to the podcast or whatever, and they go, oh, it's Pickleball. It's Thomas and Zayn are beasts. Literally. My son goes, Thomas and Zayn are beasts. They're like, yeah, 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 we like those guys. And so all eight of them, that was the only unanimous. You when it came to mind, they go, ah, Rick is pretty good. You know, Dane is good. I was like, dude, if you don't work for your dad, I'm not going to take you guys to the uh, tall paper of the neighborhood and <laughs> argument on every single one except for you. I it was like, I got to call Thomas and tell him he's like owns the 14-year-old kid market. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We have a target demo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. I can't believe you got out of there in less than a minute on an alt voicemail. Yeah, it was a, it's a
2: little uh, underwhelming, but he, he had the uh, kicker at the end, which is we own the 14-year-old
0: kid market. So uh, It was concise this time. Yeah. Dude, I was filming this this YouTube video over at Pickle Mall in Arizona, and I'm in the middle of a video, and I see – it's not live or anything, but I see Altov is calling. And I pick it up, and I'm about to say – like, I'm on camera, and I'm like I'm about to tell him, like, hey, Al-Tof, like I'm filming a video. I'll call you later and he said oh this will just take a second the dude <laughs> yeah. talks to me for 3 minutes straight yeah. and and i didn't say a word he's like okay bye yeah and so that is in the the bloopers of my most recent youtube video nothing's
2: better than getting a call from uh, altoff but you got to be very strategic about when you answer depending on what you're doing in that moment so oh 100% um all right merger merger talk. tom wagner All right, so yeah, I mean, my understanding of this thing is as the deal was approaching the finish line, and you can read all about this on our on our site. um, But Tom Wagner, who um, is the owner of Knighthead Capital Management, now they are majority owners of Birmingham City FC. So they're, you know, they have other investments in the sports place. I think what are they? Columbus Sliders. No, they're the ownership. they're the night owls. Las Vegas Night Owls ownership group. Yeah, put that one together. So, <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: Nighthead so.
0: Capital owns the Knights. All
2: right. So as the deal is approaching the finish line, they throw in quote uh, a nuke right. And essentially, what they did was they said, "We'll do the same deal. We'll offer slightly better terms." Predominantly, they won't charge the 2% management fee and the 20% of profits. Um, And then there was something having to do with liquidation preferences, which is a a minor detail. But all of a sudden, we're at the finish line, and now all the Major League Pickleball owners need to reconsider. The PPA is like, sure, we'll do the deal. We don't care. It doesn't affect our side. But Major League Pickleball owners had to sort of stop in their tracks and say, okay, do we need to consider this? Um, So once again... We're at the finish line, and chaos happens. But this time, it comes from the Major League Pickleball ownership group, almost like stepping on their own toes.
0: Yeah, so i have a pretty actually out of the loop on this at this point. But does that now mean that the Dundon and Tylus, I'm sorry, the uh, the Stein and Tylus deal right. is completely out, and this is now the Tom Wagner deal?
2: Essentially, yeah. I mean, Tom Wagner would replace them in this scenario. But about 30 minutes after we publish this article, some MLP owners get on the phone and it is agreed that uh, Tom Wagner will withdraw his deal. And then all of a sudden the merger was back on track. But as you and I both know, there are still some sticking points that are holding it
0: up at at this point. Um, but you it know, seems like. At least from a league functionality standpoint, it sounds like they're down to a couple of key things. First being basically who controls the board of Nuco mm-hmm. as well as how many events PPA players are going to be required to play. Yeah, I think as of the original deal, basically, I think they're they're negotiating between six and nine events for for the um, for the PPA players to to play in, right. Which I think does make a pretty big, that's a pretty big difference. That's either two-thirds of the season or the entirety of the MLP season. Based on conversations I had with owners,
2: it seemed like they just sort of assumed PPA players would be required to play in every MLP event when it actually wasn't the case.
0: Well, that's, that feels like a pretty fair assumption but like <laughs> if it's not in the But how do you not writing... how do you
2: not know that detail like how are you not aware of that how is that not discussed prior to now
0: like why is that a sticking point now Well I'm sure that was intentional right like, I don't think anything's an oversight really
2: Yeah so I heard that PPA players like so basically they have commitment to a certain number of events they're able to, if they wanted to, swap PPA events for MLP events. Theoretically, vice versa. Um, but, you know, in, in my mind, okay, so Ben's only going to play six events, maybe less. That seriously alters how I'm going to draft. I mean, it, it alters everything, right? And you can assume that if he has, you know, if, if he has this sort of, like, unique arrangement, there are other players who are going to want to request something similar or already do have that?
0: Yeah, I mean, there are some players that just haven't wanted really to play MLP previously. Yeah. Like Matt and Lucy don't want to play MLP. They never really have wanted to play MLP. Mm-hmm. Um, even when Matt played MLP, he didn't seem like he wanted
3: to play MLP. <laughs> I mean, that's leading up to the the next event. That's who knows, canceled or not. But right. in LA, what do you guys? Where are we going with that? I've
2: I've heard that the challenger is. Uh, pretty much the challenger event for the first major league pickleball event of this year is pretty much on its deathbed. The premier event is also on uh, on a lifeline right now, and
0: so what the premier event's supposed to be like the second weekend in February, uh, third weekend maybe. I mean, I just don't know how we're we're in the last week of of January. How on earth could you draft and put together right. an event in three weeks? Right. I. I can't imagine a world in which it does happen.
2: Yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm Major League Pickball, the priority is let's get this merger through and then let's do the first event right. Let's not rush it. So
0: be it if we have to pull the plug on this first one. Let's do it right. Sure. I mean, I think that's important, but I think a big potential issue in all of this was the fact that MLP Burned their bridges. MLP was was merger or nothing, right? And if your if your counterpart in negotiating has no viable alternative, right. right? PPA knows that MLP is not going to run an event. Yep. Well, why not just continue to drive down their value? Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. So I think they've been shooting themselves in the in the foot by operating merger at all costs. Sure. And not having a plan B and they have no the ability B. to run an event
2: yeah I mean part of this deal is the PPA essentially is they they run and execute all the events right any MLP staff that still exists just rolls over into, into PPA staff they work out of Dallas it's all run and operated by PPA if the merger doesn't go through Major League Pickleball all of a sudden has to get a massive team in place mm-hmm. if they even want to think about pulling off an event in the next few months Right. The longer this li- lingers, the
0: less leverage they have. And it's, it's lingering, possible. all right. Oh, yeah. It's like a
3: fart in an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> well, speaking of potentially shooting themselves in the foot, uh, Jim Kloss made a post about the Johnson Five, apparently never having actually signed any contracts. Right. Uh, do you think that was a good play, or did they, in fact, shoot themselves in the foot?
2: So Johnson 5 being J.W. Johnson, Georgia Johnson, Dylan Frazier, Gabe Tardio, Milan Rain, Millie Rain. Um
3: Who just crushed it at the APP. ADP. champion.
2: Yeah, she just played well, and Georgia's obviously playing APPs, too. Um, yeah, I, I think we kind of pointed out that it was interesting that, like, Georgia was going to be going and playing APPs, uh, but given that they don't have a contract in place, it's kind of making sense that they're just doing whatever they see fit at this point. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I I mean, from what I hear, the PPA is like, we're not going to negotiate with the five, right? We're going to negotiate with who we want, right? Which is JW, Georgia, Dylan. And then I think Gabe and Millie were less of a priority for them. Um,
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough. Like I think they had a very, very complex deal with Major League Pickball, which they probably had the the right to do because as Jim pointed out in that uh, that article, they sort of swayed this whole tour war oh, yeah. in August. Right? They're in top notch. Yeah. Well I mean but they were seen as the the decisive win for for Major League Pickball, right? Mm-hmm. In the player war. And I think they had some big, big asks that, for whatever reason, never got put into a contract. So, right. I mean, well, they had all the leverage in the world at that point. Mm-hmm. The entire thing is just unbelievably and incredibly messy. And yeah. I know, especially you know these—they're all pretty much kids, right? These oh, are the yeah. guys that just want to play right. pickleball. These are the people that are much less involved in any of the the politics or or business side of things than than anybody. Sure. Right. Like. Yeah. I feel bad for them, just because they want to. They want to play.
2: Yeah, well, it sounds like Julie Johnson was the one who was like primarily handling all those uh, negotiations for them. But um, I think I, that's a,
0: no. I mean, I know they have an an agent. Yeah. Right. They they certainly have an agent that was that was involved in all of we're, that. We're, but some of them are with Top Notch. No, that entire age that entire group is with Patrick McGee. And who's that? Their agent. Is he with any sort of firm, or is he just like a... He's with Patrick McGee, guy LLC. who knows how to write contracts. Yeah, he he was. Uh, I've spoken with Patrick. Uh, you know, I, I know Patrick a little bit. He was he was a he knows what he's doing. Okay, he's a he's a legit guy. Like he's on his own. I I can't remember if he has. I think he does have pretty extensive agent experience. Kind of retired, and now he's doing this on his own, kind of for okay. fun. It's probably not turning out to be very much fun but uh no he's 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 legit he's not just a one-off that uh that's not legit so it went from
2: i mean top-notch obviously they played an insanely massive role in the in the talent race um they had all the leverage in the world right they had all the power the johnson five they were the longest holdouts they had a ton of leverage Whatever they did significantly affected the outcome of who won, in quotes, the the talent race, right? Seems to have inverted where top-notch, from what I hear, um, they're basically getting shut out by, by the PPA entirely, right? Like, they won't even have anything to do with them. Because why would they? They can't trust them. I mean, look what happened, right? And the Johnson Five, all of a sudden, they don't have a contract at all. And it sounds like any contract that's in front of them is, you know, pennies on the dollar relative to what they could have
0: gotten had they signed something uh, back when the talent race was underway. Yeah, it's... I mean it's, it is strange. I think it's, it's probably as punitive as anything. Where it's just like, oh, you screwed us. Yeah, obviously, like JW and Dylan are would be a huge and important part of the PPA tour, right? They're the only ones that are pushing, really, uh, Ben and Colin at this point. Yep. And so I think there's probably an acknowledgement from the Johnson Five that they're not going to get what they initially got from Major League Pickleball. And there probably needs to be some middle ground there, but I think there is still some some leverage, right? Even though they, you know, they can, again, they don't want to, they could go walk away and play... APP tour, and so I, I think there is an argument to be made that the PPA does, even though if they have everybody else, they do still need the Johnson 5. Mm-hmm. Because they're the only ones that are going to push Ben
3: and Colin. Mm-hmm. Hmm. If the PPA were to sign them all of a sudden, do you think that they would back out of the merger?
2: I don't think there's any backing out of the merger at this point. Yeah, um, But who knows?
3: Time <laughs> who will. knows? You
2: never know, actually. <laughs> I can't I can't answer that confidently. Yeah, just... You just, you just never know. You can assume though that uh, you know PPA Pardo and them are on the phone with these guys, like you know, trying to figure out how to make it work.
0: Yeah, I'm not believing anything until these deals are closed. Yeah, and then I'm still not believing it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> merger's
0: done when it's done, and then um, still
2: not done at that point. That's basically. <laughs> well,
3: what I do know is eight million dollars just came back into pickleball. Uh, brand new deal with Duper. Yeah. Okay. Crazy.
2: Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, I think we understand that one of the sticking points of the deal, the merger happening right now, is whether Duper is involved or not. I've heard that Duper is involved and there'll be the official rating of Major League Pickleball in the PPA. I've heard other things. I think it's kind of up in the air. I think there were a lot of questions around Duper in general. Um, you know, there were sort of rumors that, you know, they were burning, you know, X million uh, a month, right? And, you know, they were on the verge of bankruptcy. None of that was ever validated, all conjecture. Uh, now we know that they're not going anywhere. They've raised $8 million from David Cass, who's a real estate developer and major league team owner. So he owns the Columbus Sliders uh, and he's the new owner and chairman. So Steve Kuhn is still involved, but he's given his sort of like voting rights and and board seat, I believe, to uh, the new board members, one of which is David Cass, Andre Agassiz and Rain Ventures are uh, taking a big piece of this funding round. Sounds like Andre Agassi is going to be like super involved, kind of like the face of Duper, at least to a degree. Um, but Rain Ventures, yeah, there's just some of the companies they've invested in. DraftKings, Blade, which uh, is like that private helicopter service, uh, which is dope.
3: Flew them in New York. It's a pretty sweet gig. Did you really Didn't know
2: you're so bougie, dude? Damn, uh, badass. They're in the professional lacrosse league, the PLL. Uh, SoundCloud, Vice, and there's a bunch of other companies. So, um, they're uh, you know they're not a, they're not a small fund by any means. And then Jay Farner, who's the CEO of Ronan Capital, the former CEO of Quicken Loans, uh, and he helped start Rocket Mortgage, which are you know, two massive companies. Uh, and then the other piece of that is Duper has over 500,000 users and they're growing at 20% per month. Uh, based on what I'm hearing, like a lot of those users are actually pretty active, but 20% a month growth is insane for a company like that. A and
0: month, like... that is absolutely insane.
2: Yeah, it sounds like they 20% are- 20% a year
0: a... is insane, right? We're all talking about how pickleball is the fastest yeah. growing sport in, in America mm-hmm. and we're growing at like 20% a year. These so yep. guys are growing at 20% a month. Yeah. Absolute madness. So, I think it's it's interesting, right? The both of the rating systems, Duper obviously being the more well established, but both of them have made some pretty big plays. Oh, UTR yeah. recently took over the the USAP um, like Golden Ticket series, Qualifiers, didn't they? Yeah. Qualifiers. Yeah. So both. And of these, they made a deal with APP, didn't they? Was that announced? That that was a little while ago, wasn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah, these uh, these rating systems are are legit, and I think that Duper has a good good first mover advantage. Um, yeah, it'll be exciting to see what uh, what comes of it.
2: I have a question. Do you do you like using Duper? I like using Duper. I know a lot of people like it's pretty split. Some people love it. Some people don't don't love it. Like
0: really, a
3: couple of weeks ago, you were complaining about your four or five. Duper. I mean, I always complain about my rating. <laughs> I'll never be happy with it.
2: I always think it should be higher. Obviously, but.
3: I definitely think I need to be more active on it. Uh, I yeah. think it's great to be able to source players in your in your region. Um, definitely set up a few events here in Austin with a few buddies just to get the, the tracking going and get our, our scores up. Uh, rocking a nice 3-5 right now, but uh, we'll, we'll get it up. Yeah, for sure. There
0: you you play with Matty Klitsch? Uh
3: Yeah, I just uh, had a little uh, shout-out on his podcast. Uh, really? Lord you kind of look Lord 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 of Lord Lord. like Matt Klitsch a little <laughs> bit.
0: If you toss some glasses on, you could you could double as Maddie Clitch. Grab a golden retriever, call it good. There you go.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, okay. Anything else on Duper? We're gonna bring in uh, Riley Newman here.
1: Let her rip. Let's go right, for it. Let's
2: go grab Riley.
1: Make sure we're not filming this. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: Riley. In case you gotta go to the bathroom, we got a planter right yeah, it's, it's on uh <laughs> Stage right here too. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: If you guys really want some clicks, there you go, there's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> I better watch the episode before you guys air this. <laughs> that,
2: that might have to be the opener.
1: I'm going to, yeah, I like to kind of just chill. Where are you staying? Thomas. The Thomas? Thomas is, is Wilson's house. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to a Texas A&M game last night, watched the basketball, <laughs> stayed at a hotel, and then uh, drove down and go train the next couple of days. You still play basketball now? Dude, so I actually, I was playing basketball the other day and um, at Lifetime. And um, you guys are good. Guys. Cool, thanks. Some guy, I went up for a layup. I did like a pump fake and went up for a layup, and some guy just completely whacked me on the head. And my my, my brain was actually not my brain, but like my head was bleeding. <laughs> my brain. Yeah. But you, you bleeding out of your brain. Bleeding. It was. Uh, so then I was like, okay, I gotta like dial back the basketball here. But I yeah, was right. Like, dude, it's such good conditioning and like cardio. You're you're a pro athlete, bro. You can't be I know. hooping at Lifetime anymore. But it's such a fun time. Like I enjoy yeah. the heck out of basketball. I like basketball. It's my favorite sport. Yeah, but I just yeah. can't turn it off. Whether it's going to games, playing. You just can't take that side out of me. Like I love it so much. I yeah. love it more than pickleball. So
2: if you uh like you go to rec game like you you trying to play like point guard or you uh you backing people down the post. Or... I mean I don't really like passing to be
1: honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> so Nobody does. Get me on the wing. <laughs> uh, let me let me pump fake. Let me jab. I'll go to the hoop. Can't dunk. Uh, I used to be able to dunk in college, but just uh, I'll light up some threes.
2: once You a can't match. dunk anymore.
1: No. Really? Yeah, I used to be able to in college, but then like I stopped. There was like a jumping program I was on in college, and I gained like. A few inches on my vertical and then i just mm. stopped doing it once i graduated from college and then there went my vertical
0: wait how tall are you like six three six yeah six two six, six three. three okay mm-hmm. i can't dunk either just in case you're, yeah. you're wondering well i, I was <laughs> wondering yeah you could probably do maybe like a pickleball no no chance <laughs> like i can barely touch rim no you can get up there Uh, i attempted to touch rim and i could not touch rim.
1: you couldn't even touch the rim oh wow you're that surprised well, <laughs> so you're just like a bottom of the net you go up you'll touch the net i can touch the net for
0: sure okay. easily yeah. yeah dial it in yeah, yeah right uh Lock that in
2: all right so uh can we that was all recording
0: though yeah that was good that was, good good stuff. That was I thought good... that was good stuff that was a good small talk we'll, we'll, small we'll keep little, that in there we'll
1: blurb anyway hey, hold yeah. on so rate
0: anna bright's jump shot
1: did you see that Anna Bright's jump shot, that's a zero out of 10. I mean, that was horrific. It actually made my <laughs> eyes bleed, like from watching that. So I know I she's a big time kind of tennis player and obviously really good in pickleball, but stay off a of basketball court, please. Uh, <laughs> maybe just keep her to like the Papa shot, like in the little bars, but in an actual court. That was kind of disgraceful for pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you? You saw his shot then? I too, didn't, right? though. No, I didn't actually Dude. See, I didn't see Zane. All right. Oh, Dude, so,
0: so I shot I. four shots. I actually felt pretty good on the first one. Air ball. Second one was Wait, is like this in... from the free throw line, or where is this from? This is from kind of the wing. It was about the okay. free throw length. uh Second one, in and out free throw. Third one, air ball. Fourth one, I
1: swished an NBA three. Fifth oh, okay. one, air ball. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> just it's all or nothing for the few. For sure. Did you guys get anything for um like making the shot? Did the fans get anything, or did you guys get anything, or just? I was supposed to collect some starry, and
0: I did, I didn't. Now I'm kind of regretting starry?
1: it. Starry? Yeah, it's it's like a soda. Oh, it's like their Sprite. Yeah. Up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we should probably talk about pickleball at uh, some point. Uh. So what are you doing here in Austin? So I'm down in Austin. Uh just drove down last night. I went to the Texas A&M basketball game. Oh, yeah, you're huge, Dallas now. Yeah, I'm Dallas. Huge sports junkie. Whether I'm traveling or staying at home, I like to go to any professional sporting event, concerts, any of that stuff. But, you know, as, as the season's just kicking off for 2024, I really wanted to uh, build the chemistry and build just the um, – just the, the partnership with Thomas, and so I'm driving down, doing a couple of days of training with Thomas, and uh, thanks for the little foot tap there. Dude, you're so tall. <laughs> Thank you. Is it is it the shirt that's getting you? Um, but no, I just want to just uh, give it all I have with Thomas, and so I just think adding extra reps in practice, away yeah. from tournament venues, even go watch film maybe. Um, I actually did with Matt Wright. I went to Wichita before the season started, and it uh-huh. really helps just building that team chemistry. For sure. Okay, you can make it a regular thing. Come down here every once in a while? Come down once in a while. Uh, Thomas and I are only scheduled for the end of April, and then we'll kind of both figure out if we want to keep continuing or kind of of stop. I think it's the best way to do it now in pickleball is just like these shorter-term partnerships, especially with newer players. It's just... You can kind of know after a few tournaments if it's going to work or not. Yeah. Um, I think a year long or even two year long partnerships, it's just, I think it might be a thing of the past. Yeah. That's crazy. Remember how it used to be? Like it used to be a full year, 100% back in the day. Yeah. People, just, when there yeah. were only a
0: few tournaments, people would be locking people up for like a year and a half out, yeah. right? Like you want to play the U.S. Open in 2023. I think I'm still pretty committed with Dave Weinbach for 25. Oh yeah, he already like... asked
1: me too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think like you really know within about three or five tournaments if it's going to work. Yeah. Um, so even when I'm coming down with uh, with Thomas and Austin here, I'm practicing me being on the right side, you know, being, being on the left side, just different combinations that'll work against you know the top teams. It, it only can yeah, benefit right. you.
2: Right, so you were in Phoenix before this, right? That's where you were.
1: Yep. So who would you train with there? Phoenix was Lindsey, uh, Craig Johnson, Augie, some kind of some pro players. You know, they would win maybe the yes. first or second round, but then kind of kind of bow out. Um, right. Lots of lots of courts though to play at, and the weather is just amazing. It's killer. So I miss Arizona. I really do. I could be moving back, but right now Dallas is home.
2: Yeah. So I mean, if you're thinking about who you used to play with, if you can make it a regular thing to play with top talent, like in your mind in my mind that makes huge difference right absolutely like, how do you think about that do you think you were at a disadvantage prior to
1: no i don't want to really give myself any like disadvantages i just think it helps having those high quality reps especially for before sure. like a tournament yeah. you need to be a, a, able to get used to the speed especially in the hand speed battles um so if you're able to see top 10 talent or even the the zane serve whatever it is um you just <laughs> yeah, need to get ready for that nerfed. Uh, that tournament yeah <laughs> Well, so, I mean, yeah, you're
0: giving it a trial run with Thomas, but obviously there's some decision-making that goes into that uh, ahead of deciding Thomas, right? Like, you could have he could have picked up Craig Johnson, you could have picked up Augie Gee, and they're both great players, but there's obviously, like, a some thought beforehand. Like, what were you thinking when you said, hey, Thomas, let's give this a, a try for a few months?
1: Yeah, so obviously Matt and I had a great run. I mean, we played a year and a half. We, we podiumed, I think, every single tournament that we ever entered, which was just pretty crazy and i think matt and i was was really just it was more of an on-court kind of thing i mean to be honest off the court we weren't really boys um you know and i think that's okay we don't have to be best friends if we're going to partner with each other but at the end of the day i wanted someone who's maybe just a little bit younger uh, a tad more athletic matt has such really good hands um but i felt like the, the johns brothers were kind of figuring out a way to continually kind of beat us in those last few tournaments so I just wanted to switch. Thomas is so versatile. He can play the left side. He can play the right side. He's got really good return of serve, big serve. Um, and he's just so athletic and can play good defense as well. Mm-hmm. So, And I like him, too. He's a, he's a fun guy on and off the court, which I just got to a point last year where I, where I wasn't really enjoying playing pickleball. Um, yeah, and okay. So now it's like playing with Thomas. I mean, I'm smiling more than I've ever smiled in men's doubles uh, just in this last match. So I'm you, really enjoying it. You smile? Actually, now I do. Yeah, <laughs> and it's—I think it's because of Thomas. He just keeps it light. He keeps it fun. If I hit a good shot, uh, you know, he's just—he's—he's he's just bringing that positive energy. That's yeah. just infectious.
2: But like, okay, so you and Matt—you—you meddle every time you go out there and play. It's pretty big decision to move away from a partnership that's that successful. So, what does it boil down to, for you? Is it like, I want to beat the Johns Bros, and I want to figure out who I need to be able to make that happen.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of players would be totally content with just riding out the podiums for right. a good few years. Yes, it's amazing results getting, you know, a few golds, silvers and bronze, but at the end of the day, I don't come just to play and get silver or bronze and I felt like they had kind of figured us out. So yeah. I just uh, I wanted to switch it up and uh, like I said Thomas is um, just so athletic and yeah. just gives me I think the best chance to win right now. So I wanted to go with him.
0: Got it. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. It seems like it's, it's like all or nothing for you, right? Like, second isn't good enough. Even if you're guaranteed second every time, like, that's that's no. I, think- I mean,
1: yeah, you're exactly right. Like, my parents just raising me from my childhood, it stems from my childhood. So, you know, I'm the middle of seven siblings. I have five sisters and little brother. And growing up, my parents uh, would uh, do some pretty crazy things to us. Like, if we would lose in ping pong or badminton or tennis or whatever the sport was, the loser would have to do chores, whether that's laundry, dishwasher, you name it. So we just... We're raised in that competitive atmosphere where losing or getting second place is just not good enough. So uh, even in these these last few tournaments, we're getting second place. It's it's amazing results, but at the end of the day, I want to get first. Are you uh, are you related to Reese Bobby, Ricky Bobby's dad? If you're not first, you're last. No, I mean, I mean, I could be distant cousins. But, uh, <laughs> it's from the same cloth. We are sure. from the same cloth. My yeah. dad. There was a tournament uh, when I was 12 in tennis, and I ended up losing the t- tennis tournament, and we we played this four hours this tournament uh, four hours away from our hometown and since I lost he thought that I didn't give my best energy so not only did he not feed me after the tournament he didn't feed my whole siblings who came with me and so now we're driving back four hours back home starving and Lindsay just says dad pull over so we pulled over we just go to a pizza hut back in the day there was these saltine crackers and from the Pizza Hut, Lindsay would have to go in and actually steal the saltine crackers, and that was our dinner for the night. So if that wasn't an example of not getting in first place or not trying your hardest. Then I don't know what is, but my dad is definitely just insanely competitive. Yeah, that's
2: uh, that's pretty intense. But growing up, you guys weren't playing pickleball. What was it? Basketball?
1: It was basketball, baseball, soccer. I mean, whatever season it was, we we played it. Um, the crazy thing is, I think it's why it's my grip in pickleball is so unique. Is yeah. growing up, I never had a tennis. All league. right, let's let's do it. Ho- grab round right, a paddle, th- put it up in front of the camera, and show us
2: like how you are gripping the paddle right well yeah start it start it like a, a western yeah I got you. move it. into your grip well
1: yeah so so in tennis you know you're always kind of taught to just kind of slide your hand down on the paddle but when I was younger our, my family couldn't really afford tennis lessons so I just some guy at the tennis courts my local high school courts was just like hey if you want to use some topspin why don't you just try putting your hand over more right. and you can get more topspin well, that's, that was good enough for me. So then I tried that, and sure enough, I got more topspin. And now I am completely like over this way with my forehand. And I'm, I think I'm the only one that has this grip. I don't change my grip when I play, whether I'm at the kitchen line or the baseline. Really? It's the same grip. So now my backhand, I just put my left hand right on top. Notice the one finger up on the backside. Yep. I'm not stacking my hands. A lot of players will do that. I'm right over top. And that one finger out does give you more like uh guiding with the backhand as well mm. and then if they do attack me this chicken wing is usually not there i'm able to get to my stronger shot which is right, the forehand right. pancake so yeah it's uh, it's pretty unique i definitely when i used to teach a bunch of clinics i would never teach someone the forehand pancake just because there's limitations with like the forehand drive you can't like hit a flat one it's more of like a top spin kind of loopier shot yeah but it has its benefits too. So right. it's uh, it's been pretty fun to have a, a pancake shot kind of named after you, but uh, <laughs> I can't take all the credit. It's from that uh, eighth grade coach back on Whidbey Island that taught me the forehand grip. Got it. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So if to describe it, it's you're basically
0: picking up, if you're going to describe how you grip the paddle, it would basically be set the paddle down and the way that you would pick it up, Yeah. right? So that would be your your sort of Western forehand, mm-hmm. as opposed to most players who are using that edge of the paddle as a guide and coming down from from there. So it's basically toss the paddle down, pick it up. There's your Riley Newman grip. Let me see this.
1: That's exactly right. And it took me probably like a good full year to dial in the forehand cross-court uh. dink. <laughs> Uh, The forehand cross court dink was definitely the toughest part because of that grip. It's tough to get underneath the ball. So it took me a lot of practice to get comfortable with my forehand dink, but finally got it down. And even like when I play this next weekend, I'm going to be on the more of the right side where I want to be able to add in some forehand topspin dinks, some slice, just add more variations, some lobs. Because you just want to be, you don't want to be a stagnant player. You just got to always keep evolving, keep changing because there's so many young players coming into the sport. How are you going to keep kind of staying close to the top? Lindsay's not playing with that grip, is she? she's close to it, not as severe as I am. Yeah, right. Would you say there is a player
0: that should use this? Like most people you say you're going to go teach a a continental. Like is there somebody that you see... A certain type of player you mean? Or a certain type of person, right? Somebody who hasn't maybe played pickleball before, but they have a certain racket sport background or a level of athleticism that you'd say, all right, I think you should give this a whirl.
1: So we were actually talking about this the other weekend, and let's say if I have kids way down the road here... Um, if we ever wanted to teach my future son how to play pickleball, uh, I would actually potentially teach him from the baseline, go more continental yeah. for your, for your drives, for your ground strokes, even right. for your serve. And then once you transition up, now you're close to the kitchen line. Okay. Now then let's maybe change this grip now over to now like the forehand pancake grip. Cause now when you're doing your volleys, now you're, you have such a strong weapon when mm-hmm. it comes to the kitchen line, but from the baseline, I think there is some limitations with the grip. So uh, if I was able to teach someone uh, like a prodigy, uh, I would potentially do it that way. Hmm. I, I agree with you, but I think you
0: can do it from the from the baseline. Actually, when I'm hitting four hands, if you have a spinny enough paddle, when I'm hitting four hands from the baseline, I'm in a full full western. Yeah. it's very much a, like a loopier, more top spinny shot, which can which takes really, I think good and precise timing and it can get hot and cold for sure. But like, I think it's doable from the from the baseline. It I think is, any grip is. has has pros and cons, and I, I think you just have to find where your pros outweigh your cons, right? That's exactly. You're, you're, if your forehand dink is your your weakness, you're but you're able to compensate by having a really strong ability to defend that chicken wing. I think most people would probably take that
1: take yeah. that trade off at the pro level. Yeah, I would agree so, and I think. Uh... Yeah, I think it's just uh, has its limitations, has its strengths, has its pros, and has its cons. And so you're just trying to figure out what is best for your personal game. And that's why I love pickleball so much is there's so many different varieties, and there's so many different methods on what works and what doesn't. And so just go out there. If anyone's listening to 3540, just go out there. Whatever feels comfortable and whatever gets the job done, just just try it because there's no one universal way how to do it. So yeah. I'm here to tell you that, uh you know, anything is possible if you just kind of just set your mind to it you practice hard and just keep going at it
2: yeah okay so you've used a bunch of different paddles on tour right i know you've got a big announcement coming up which we're not going to touch on today apparently um which is a little heartbreaking but we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll stomach that one um to what degree do you think like the paddle selection impacts your performance and how successful you can
1: be You know, to be honest, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. It makes a a big difference. And I would say if I had to put a percent on it, it's probably 5 to 10% um, on your game. I think it is incredibly high because there's some paddles right now that you play with it for a few days and then the grit wears off really, really fast. And now you're like playing with a paddle that you can't put as much spin on or grab with the ball. And there's some that you can get a lot of power with, obviously. So it makes a big difference. When I originally went from Gamma to Takea, I never really shopped around. I never really talked to any other right. paddle sponsors. I just went with Takea because I'd been with them for a few years and they were, they've were they been family ever since day one. So uh, now being done with Takea, switching paddles, I was able to now kind of be a free agent, kind of test, test the market. But my very first call was Pro XR and because it had the best paddles, in my opinion, um, so I wanted to really talk to them first, get it in my hands, and then figure out from there if it could suit my game, and right now, I've only played with it for a couple of weeks, but I really, really like the power and the spin you're able to, to get with the paddle.
2: Okay, all right. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, we were talking about the other day, like,
2: if you are, if you're just getting into pickleball, or even if you, like, play a decent amount, and you're just using whatever paddle is, like, near you, or whatever somebody suggested to you, The amount of improvement you can get just for finding like the right paddle for you or something that just has like a little bit more power is like kind of, you know, on the cutting edge, like it can change your game like
1: almost immediately. Absolutely. Yeah. So folks, stay tuned. Next week on my Instagram page, I will be making an official announcement. I'm actually doing it kind of cool. And I know a lot of people when they do their paddle announcements, they just kind of make a post with the paddle wearing the kind of the gear. But I'm actually gonna take a trend from these high school athletes when they choose like a college, you know, they have, like <laughs> okay. the three hats. Yeah. And uh so I'm gonna do kind of a similar thing. I'm gonna have three paddles, the top three, that's been kind of my selection. And then I'm gonna choose the paddle that I'm gonna be playing with. And so just with content, as you guys know, it's just fun to do different things. And so I'm going to spice it up with my Instagram page. So the Tuesday, January 30th, I'm going to be uh, launching my uh, my new paddle. All right. I yep. like it. This year, are you
2: going to start
1: paddle tapping at the end of games, or are we uh, sticking to our policy here? We will not be doing that. So, uh, <laughs> we will not be touching paddles in between games. Uh, you know, that whole thing came out, I think. Um, it got, dude, it got so to, funny. It, it, it got so a lot of big. attention. It, it, got a lot so of attention. it got a lot of so attention. And even when I was kind of thinking about going public with it, I was talking with Lindsay, my sister, and I was like, well, do we want to even go public? Because I think there's a chance that it could be sour in a lot of different people's eyes and people might not take it to heart and they could think it is kind of negative. And so but at the end of the day, I really just saw it as from a pro lens. Do you see any other pro sports touching pals or shaking hands in between games or sets? You really don't. And so at the end of the match, I'm always one to put up my hand, give a handshake, say a nice match. But in between games, it's the heat of the battle. I don't want to be shaking your hand, saying nice job, give you a brownie points in between games. Like, I'm here to win. So yeah. uh, at the end of the match, of course. But well, that's that's just my thoughts on it. I'm sorry for those three five world <laughs> players that really hate me now because of the paddle taps, but uh, that's just how I feel. Yeah, so you
2: were just trying like you were like, Okay, I'm not gonna do these paddle taps. I wanna just get ahead of it so people aren't like oh exactly. this is a jerk. Like exactly
1: here's my thoughts. Yeah. Like and that that's what that was. Exactly. Yeah. I was, I tried to get ahead of it, uh sure enough it kinda of bit me in the you know what. But uh, <laughs> you know uh,
0: you live and learn. Uh, so people like so I mean there is plenty of like talk about it, right? It was it was big talk for whatever reason for oh we don't quiet. have anything to talk about <laughs> right but like do you think that people actually
1: were offended by this or 100% i mean my instagram dms were uh were your pretty DMs? pretty gnarly dude yeah people were sliding the dms like you're you're a horrible sportsmanship you're a horrible human being get a life like tap tap the paddle tap your opponent's paddles i mean it was pretty gnarly and back when I first started pickleball I would, I would like the comments would used to like affect me yeah but, uh, and, and like these posts about me but at the end of the day like I really just trust my family my friends my inner circle and uh, I give it 100% energy when I'm on the court I'll fight for every ball and just whatever ha- outcomes at that match happens I'll let it be but um, yeah people were really kind of made a fuss of that whole thing um, yeah so again I'm sorry if I offended any one of you guys but uh, that's just how the cookie crumbles <laughs> <laughs> So, so it, doesn't, it. <laughs> it doesn't get to you at all anymore. I mean, you have
2: some like insane clips where you're essentially like eye formation or Lindsay's literally just off the court. People reaming you in the comments. There was That's one another one. Yeah. There was one that went it was like millions and millions of views. And, you know, all these people who don't know pickleball are like, this guy's a jerky sexist. Lindsay, I mean, for days was in the comments like battling. <laughs> I turned off the comments because I was like, this, like this, this isn't good. Like, let's just, let's end it here. To what degree is Lindsay just like sounding off to you? Like, look at this comment, look at this comment. And, like, how is it now versus how it was when you guys used to like respond to everything?
1: Yeah. I mean, Lindsay has my back, whether it's on the court or off the court, I can count on that regardless. And even at the end, I was like, Lindsay, just don't even respond to it. It's right. like, just let it go. But she just wants to tell these idiots kind of how <laughs> how the the pro level can be played at times now sure do you want to go in i formation no not every single point but there are times where you know i have a pretty long wingspan i can get to certain balls and lindsay's so good at defense where yeah. and we've been playing tennis and pickleball for since the the crib i mean so she knows what type of movements i'm going to make and if it does get past me well then she's got my backup but yeah they were the keyboard warriors that absolutely had a field day on that one keyboard warriors Uh, but we'll just let them be how they may and uh, if they ever want to challenge um you know i can be available for the right Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always think about it as like you know you come
0: from the basketball world like at the end of the game who do you want to take the the shot like you're not going to give it to your, your the 15th man on the bottom and the back of the bench right, right? you're going to have your star player take the shot right. and they shoot the most right. right it's not a problem when you have five guys out there and LeBron shoots the ball 40% of the time nobody complains then but it's the same logic you want your best player yeah. to take the best the most amount of shots like and there's also physical attributes that guys possess that women don't as much My like height canceled you're canceled. Eh, that's fine if i'm can i mean it's <laughs> i'm it's i'm overdue but um, you're taller than lindsay you're longer than lindsay right meaning that you can reach into the kitchen a little bit farther and put away a shot that she might not be able to right yeah, and it's course. not a it's not a male female thing if i'm out there playing with a 6'6 six, six woman who hits three times harder than me i will get the hell off of the court
1: right and of I, course there's going to be times where i'm overextending and i probably shouldn't get to a ball and i should let lindsey take it but just like you said like i want the ball when it's 9-9 nine, nine in the third game like i want it and if i miss or make an unforced error you know i can live with that but i want the pressure of me taking the kind of the final shot like you exampled it in basketball and pickleball i want the same thing so Yes, there's a few times where I should probably hold back and, and let my partner take it, but I'm just, I play better when I'm more aggressive and I'm kind of taking over the court. And I put so much more pressure on my opponents when I am aggressive as opposed to kind of staying on my side, playing 50 50, never cross over the center line. Like I, I would just never play my best mixed doubles or even sometimes men's doubles. What's your uh, relationship like with uh, DJ Selkirk? DJ Selkirk. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's actually funny because the very first time. I met DJ. Uh, he was helping me with a clinic in Utah, and he's just been a, a really stand up guy. I really, really like him on and off the court. And then I went to Seattle PPA. This is July of 2023, and it's one month after I did the Matt and I breakup on Instagram. And uh, we played him in a mixed doubles. Yeah. And I got like, and I'm from Seattle, so my whole family, a lot of my college friends are there. They're going absolutely ham in the VIP box. I mean, they're going <laughs> out of control. They might have had a few drinks. And uh, so we played Matt and Lucy, I think it was the quarterfinals or the semifinals, I can't remember, but we ended up beating them in two, and then DJ Selkirk played the Taylor Swift song, yeah. we, we Are Never Getting Back Together, right. which was funny, which was great, I liked it because I won that time, but then, <laughs> <laughs> I think they ended up beating us the last time, I don't remember if I was with Lindsay or not, I don't think I was, and then they played it again, the second time, We Are Never Getting Back Together. And then I looked up at DJ Selkirk, and I'm like, really? The second time? Like, let's just keep it to one. It was fun. But uh, no. Any of that stuff, dude, I think it's entertaining. Like, for sure. To be honest, I play pickleball. Yes, I love it. But I play because of inj- making people enjoy coming to watch me play pickleball. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll do it for the people who have never seen me play. I like entertaining the crowd. You'll see me in between timeouts, like, throwing balls in between, playing catch with the fans, like, doing just different stuff that's just not boring. Like I want to just be an entertainer out there. And some people don't like it that I might a little bit cocky or ambitious or whatever the the case may be, but I just love putting butts in the seats and just being an entertainer. Yeah. So what's, uh, can I pry? What's, have you, have you talked to Matt at
0: all? Like, are you guys chill? Like, is there, is there any bad blood there? Like, obviously it's gotta be kind of a a weird sort of like walking on eggshells a little bit. Like,
1: yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's kind of like when you're, I mean, all of us here, we're four dudes here at a table. It's like when you break up with a girl, right? At first, potentially of how you break up with a girl, it can get a little awkward when you see it for the first time (laughs) back in public, right? Um, Or it can be really, really smooth. So it's one of the two. And Matt and I, when we first saw each other, it was, you know, hey, how you doing? What's going on? It It was very cordial. And then as soon as we got on the court, it kind of went sour and uh, you know, we were playing in the San Clemente (laughs) Thomas and I played uh, Matt and James. And if you guys ever want to get a popcorn match and you're just bored at your house or you're just want to watch some pickleball, I would recommend you watch it. It was in December, the PPA tour finals and uh, Matt and I, we had a good exchange back and forth and it was like the second or third point of the match. And he did his uh, come on and stare down. And then I was like, all right, here we go. And then there was (laughs) an absolute, just mad chirping the whole rest of the match. And I, as you guys know, I love to, to do a little barking myself, and uh, it was a fun match. Ended up winning, but uh, Matt and I aren't really necessarily best friends off the court, but on the court, we know each time when we play against each other, we're going to bring our best level and best effort, and I think it pr- creates a really good product. For sure. It can be a healthy rivalry. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah. When, no, I think especially
2: like after that is if... You were playing matt i was like i have to watch this yeah like i yeah. want to watch this
1: i think fans do like a little bit of like oh, for controversy sure. Oh, for sure well, talking like kind that. of back and forth like yeah yes we love seeing the match where it's you know really good competitive but no no talking but i mean i was looking at some of the people after i made a comment in san clemente and they were on the edge of their seats and they're like oh did you just hear what he said like right, right i think it's engaging for people too now am i going across the line on certain comments you know, in my past, in my past, yes, no such thing. in my past, of course. But I'm really trying to be kind of dialing it back when it comes to the chirping. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm still here to win. And if it gets under their skin, which I know some players, it gets under their skin. I'm going to use that to my advantage and yeah. uh, and, and and go at them. Yeah. Do you that think? Was, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to
3: say that was our last uh, event hyping, and it was getting towards the, the tail end of the night. I yep. think when when that came on and you nailed it, the crowd ate it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah we we loved it so. Uh, Tone
1: it up. Tone it up. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I. but the thing is, I have to be careful with it, obviously, because if I am, like, chirping nonstop and going belligerent, I think it's not the best either, so I do. There's a line, and so... uh I'll just be careful with it as I continue to go forward, and even Lindsay's on me. Like, well, you need to tone it back. You need to be careful. Yeah. So, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay, now. I got you. I'm gonna be careful. I promise. I got you. It,
0: I think it makes it. F- I've I have fun like yeah, talking okay. a little shit. We, to be we've talked like, oh, we've talked too. plenty of shit. And I
1: think <laughs> and I think it's fun, and it's never like on the court. It usually stays there. For most players, it For stays sure. there. It's on the court. Then when it's off the court, okay, you're having like a sprite with them in the locker room after sprite. Whatever it is, <laughs> I was gonna say something um, else. A misty or PG13 crowd here. We'll keep it a sprite but yeah no i think it's fun
0: yeah i mean we've talked about it uh, plenty of times like we're of the opinion like you can talk whatever you want about i think about their pickleball game about what's going on on the court i think what you know the line where the line is you can say whatever you want to me about on the court you know but when it comes to like personal life and stuff i feel like that's crossing a line Mm
1: -hmm. but i think what
0: happens on the court is fair game
1: i i enjoy it are there you know are there so I, so I shouldn't be saying, like, Miss Wisconsin-type uh, lines to you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I
0: mean, that's more of just a compliment, so go yeah, ahead. Yeah, there we, but, go. So
1: we, go, uh, there we go. Yeah, go
0: for it. That doesn't that doesn't bug me one bit. There but, we go. But um, are there certain players that you're like, you know, that you can get in their head, and, and certain players you're like, I'm not even going to try? God, you want me to say
1: it? Yeah. I, I, you, know, you don't have are, to say whatever you players, don't want to say. There are players that uh, I know that if I – vocalize how i'm feeling on the court that it does get in their head i'm not going to say the names here uh you guys will just have to watch at home if i get a little bit louder to certain players you know who it is but um yeah i will be uh using that to my advantage (laughs) i mean
2: i mean it's pretty obvious you've gotten in uh colin's head quite a bit is it tough to get into ben's head
1: yeah i mean i mean to be honest both of them both of them are just really cool collective uh i mean the best way to get in there both their heads just hit a lot of tapes Hit a lot of yeah, right. lime uh, hit a lot yeah. of balls off the top of the, te- off the top of the net, and they just hate that. Yeah. Um. But uh, no, Ben actually plays a little bit better when you go at him or start chirping at him. So you even need to know when to kind of pull off on the reins. For sure. So, like if I have a few battles where I'm beating Ben. Yeah. It's everyone wants to say, "Come on, let's go," or like kind of stare him down. But right. Maybe Ben, it's it's a little different story. So Don't wake him know, up, right? Yeah, Don't you got to kind of know who to go at, and even some players will go at me to start, like Matt, and it kind of fires me up. There was a right. match. I was playing against uh, – it was Matt and I. We were playing against Kyle Yates and uh, Julian Arnold. It was Nationals. Yeah. They killed us the first game. They're up 7-3 in the second game. And it's the quarterfinal match. And Matt and I are just kind of not playing very well. We're kind of sleepwalking. And Julian it, w- wins a point, and he kind of looks at me. after, And he kind of stares me down. He's like, why aren't you guys talking? Let's go. Come on. And I'm like, this guy, he wants to play. <laughs> so, then, so then all of a sudden, we just ra- rattled off like six, seven, eight points in a row. One game two, and then game three was – pretty clean so you got to kind of know who to go at and who not to so it's a delicate yeah. balance i think
2: julian's a good example of like he's fun i think julian's another guy entertainer up, he's yeah fun
1: though. for sure yeah it's fun but See, like he'll need be those guys
2: he'll be playing really stoic and then you know something sets him off and all of a sudden he's playing like an animal right? yeah like exactly there's certain players who are like that i think ben too you know he is a slow starter and sometimes he just he doesn't even seem like he's in the match right mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden something sets him off like it might be you know hitting the hitting a net cord and all of a sudden he's like, all right, I'm going to bury these guys because they just sellied a in that cord.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so there's just I mean, there's so many tournaments and so many matches we play. It's hard to get up for every single match with your 100 yeah. percent intensity. So we might be playing at 78 percent and then something sets us off, set, sets us up. And now we're like, OK, it's on. Let's get after it here. Yeah. What's your relationship like with uh, McGuffin? You guys still buddies? Tyson and I, yeah, we're cool. Uh, we actually used to play tennis grow up, growing up against each other. Oh, my really? forgot about from, that. Yeah. So you were area. a tennis player. Yeah, I played I tennis and basketball in college. Okay. Uh, I know my grip is so funky that you never think I've hit a tennis ball. But really? I played Division One tennis. I was actually number one singles really? uh, for, for Seattle University. And I coached for a oh, year wow. after that in tennis. And then I was actually an Uber driver. I was a um, college basketball referee. This is 2017, and then my boss. Yeah, so how old are you at that point? 2017, I would be uh, 24 because okay. I'm 30 years now. And I was in college basketball. I made it all the, way, all the way up to Division Two, Division Three basketball. I was trying to be an NBA referee. Yeah. And then my boss at the time, he's like, hey, you should try pickleball and i'm just thinking like dude this is an old person sport like you know i'm a young athletic dude i'm just gonna stick to tennis but then i really just said yes to suck up to my boss so mark mm-hmm. i'm sorry but if you're watching this i just said yes to suck up to <laughs> you but uh, he took me out to a ymca i was the youngest by just a ton of ton of ages but I had a blast and he's like there's a tournament in oregon coming up and uh, we ended up playing the four or five division that first weekend we ended up winning and and then i brought down Lindsay that same weekend not knowing how to keep score we we're just kind of borrowing people's paddles we ended up winning the pro division we won $330, and we, we thought, go. oh my gosh, we're rich. It was, and uh, we got yeah. sponsored by Paddle Tech that very first weekend, and just uh, we did one more year of basketball refereeing and then just haven't looked back since. Right. Dude, wasn't
0: that sweet? Like, my first tournament, I won I was so pumped. 60 bucks. I yep. was like, dude, this is
1: the coolest thing ever. But don't you wish? Like, I wish I kept that original check. For sure. From, like 2017 or whatever the tournament was, just because now looking back, like, how cool would that memory be? I still have the photo of it, but. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy to see how the how sport, how the sport sport's changed, uh, only for the better, too, from the pro side. Like, yeah. when I first started, it was crazy how the schedule was. I mean, I'd be playing a tournament, and then before or after, I would have to go teach clinics or do private lessons just to supplement the income, where now, you know, it's totally, we can just play the tournaments and just rely on that, which is right. amazing. to can train more and all that. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, you into pickleball
5: at all? You into pickleball? No? All right. I've got a nice little side hustle going here. I basically just show up at pickleball courts and uh, I bring some products that they might need and I, I slang pickleball products. With pickleball being such a hot sport right now, there's a lot of different products coming out and it's hard to keep up with. So I just basically bring the products directly to the customer, right here. Hey, hey bro. Hey, you're looking thirsty out there. You need one of these ice shakers? You know, to be honest with you, all I'm really doing is I just subscribe to the pickleball box and it comes straight to my door with all the hottest pickleball gear in here and it's like $250 worth of stuff and I get it for 99 bucks. Hey Donna, I got that new Fila zip up you were asking about right here. Yeah, that pickleball Fila zip up, yeah. Yo, these pickleball junkies, man, once you give them a taste of that new product that they got coming out, they can't get enough of it. Hey Tom, weren't you asking about some pickleball socks, man? I got some socks right here for you, brand new. Yo, did y'all need some sunblock? Was somebody asking about some sunblock? Hey, what's up, bro? You want to check out what all I got? Yeah, come check it out, man. Check it out. Wait, wait, wait. Cops, dude. Cops. Cops. Be cool. Be cool. What's up, officer? Good day? Having a good day? Good. All right, check it out. What if they draft you next
1: year? Oh, that's a sore subject, too. (laughs) That's a sore subject. There was... Well, Well, might as well, since we're already on it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So... No, I'm not going to – No! (laughs) no, I'm not going to touch it. (laughs) Okay, so – All right, we're going to touch it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, God, Orlando calls me up. So, I think at that point they had the three overall pick, and this is for the 2023 season of MLP. And Orlando calls me up, and they're like, hey, what's your interest with MLP? Do you like it? I said, I love it. They just asked me some questions, and for me, I actually thought they were going to take me at number three overall behind Ben and Ali. And then they decided to trade back with D.C. And then D.C. took me at number three. I'm so glad that D.C. took me because they've been honestly the best ownership group I've ever had. But when we were playing Orlando in Atlanta, we were up 2-0. I already had the line in my head of what I was going to say to the owners of Orlando after if we would have won that. But unfortunately, we ended up losing it. And uh, I, I couldn't use that line <laughs> of, you know. I'm not going to say the line, but uh, I'll save it for another time. But we ended up getting them back the second time, but that was a good rivalry between D.C. That and was. Orlando. I mean, we were neck and neck going back and forth. Two evenly matched teams. I think that's why MLP is just such a good product. Yeah, it's so fun, man. Yeah, for sure. It, those rivalries. Yeah. it was
0: rivalries. It was wild. I mean, you guys were up 2-0. We come back and win. We were up – We or you guys crushed us the next time in yeah. the finals of Dallas, Be- Dallas and then yeah. we beat you guys decently in, in – yeah. uh, in the next one and it's like it's a back and forth and I think that's what's so compelling about it going back to that draft
2: though I think there was a little discrepancy around the Alshon pick and like you sort of I I had heard that you sort of just went off on your own and made the pick is that true
1: no I mean you can't believe the rumor mill and pickleball um did I have a influence on the pick a little bit a little bit i mean that's fair to say i think anyone who ever gets drafted number one for your team is going to have a little bit of um sure yeah of, le- of not leverage but just like a voice in the in the lock in the in the room in the conference room so there was a few names that were getting listed and christian was one of them and i did have high hopes for christian at that point but give a lot of trust and i gave a lot of trust trust to the mlp ownership group i mean that that group had like stats on like every single player mm-hmm. um from like 2018 and so I can't take all the credit for the Christian Alshon pick. It's a lot from the MLP ownership group as well. They did a killer job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Al Tylus, I mean, Al Tylus, the owner, and he's been doing this MLP PPA kind of deal, and he's only got best intentions for the league. And he even, like, took us out to, like, Macy's. He gave us the credit card. He had a shopping spree. Damn. I mean, the guy is just a total baller and just so friendly and so nice. So yeah, can't say enough good things about that team. That's cool. That's yeah. sweet. cool.
2: Yeah. Okay. So in the uh, in the tour wars, the the talent race, you signed with uh, Major League Pickleball, which was a big snag for MLP at the time. Right. What what went into that decision? And then generally, like, what are your thoughts on all this craziness? Right. Like, we're still trying to get this merger done. But
1: yeah, it's been pretty wild. Uh, I mean, I've been with PPA since day one. And so I think, like you said, it was a bit of a shock when I went the MLP route. And at the end of the day, what I what went through my head when I was making my decision was, what's gonna be the best for pro pickleball? And to be honest, I really thought the team format is the best way, and I still think it is a good part of how it's gonna grow the, the sport, pickleball, from a pro side, and so I wanted to just jump on that train. Um, did PPA offer me more money? Maybe, but uh, I just wanted to go the MLP route. I had really good connections with some of the MLP, Tim Parks, Al Tyler, some of those guys are just top class, people you can trust ppa i still have good relationships with them i mean i mean i've been on vacations with tom dundon in mexico with his kids and his family like i've been really tight with them that relationship's a bit rocky now um but at the end of the day connor and i still have a good relationship but there's been some things in the past where connor said he was gonna do and he just never lived up to that bill and so that kind of rubbed me the wrong way at times and so we're still working on that relationship just to keep building that and uh connor i mean let's be real Connor has put so much financial dollars into our pockets as pro players from 2020 as opposed to what it was before so thank you Connor and the PPA for making this happen for all of us I mean I was sleeping on an air mattress before you know Connor came over and took it over so I have a lot of respect for that but there's been some times where he has not lived up to the bill on, on some, some some certain things and it didn't you know I didn't really like that yeah yeah so you think that MLP is the better product, if yep. you think, from like a spectator standpoint. But what do you like playing? More? I like playing MLP more. Yeah. yeah, I like the team atmosphere. I like that that environment. I think even the fans, too. Like, on an MLP, you go to an MLP versus PPA, the fans usually kind of choose a team they like going for because right. then the teams will hand out, you know, you know Orlando squeeze gear or Washington, Washington D.C. merch, and then they're like routing on, and there's like fans that going crazy with mm-hmm. noisemakers. It's a rocking atmosphere, and I just love playing in front of it. I know For Zane sure. does as well. So I think even like when there's no tournaments there's discussions of waiver drops, you know, the waiver wire, like trades, add-ons. There's much more, <laughs> There's much more controversial topics you can talk about on MLP as opposed to PPA where it's kind of the same conversations. Yeah, all we all we can talk about is whether you're going to
2: paddle tap or not. It's a little bit yeah, yeah, it's it's a little, little bit stale copy-paste. when it comes to PPA
1: topic yeah. paste yeah. yeah,
2: for sure. All right, so when you uh, you're not you're not playing, you're kind of consuming your, you're, you're like getting up to speed on all the latest in PPA and MLP. Any podcasts you listen to? Like, how are you getting most of your information?
1: So, I used to. You listen, don't have to lie. I guys. used to listen to a lot of podcasts when it <laughs> first came out. But to be honest, guys, most of the podcasts now are just going over the tournament recaps. Yeah. And I don't. I, I, I lived it. You're right. I lived it. You don't need to say and that. And for the most part, this past six months, it's been second place. So, do I want to hear myself get second place again on a podcast? No. So, if podcasts are able to do even different more contents where. Um, They're talking about maybe MLP PBA. I would probably watch some of that. But to be honest, I don't watch a ton of it anymore. I'm just more a sports guy and and going to concerts. But um, yeah, that's I'll watch you guys occasionally. But to be honest, it's not it's not each time. No sorry right. i don't watch us so. <laughs> we're just gonna scrap this episode i don't watch it either <laughs> does anybody yeah. yeah
2: some people do some people do yeah uh, we got the uh 14 year old market cornered as we know
0: yeah we heard that from althoff merchant yeah 14 year olds love us okay, <laughs> yeah for okay. sure
1: okay well uh 14 yeah. year olds if you guys are watching man let's go let's keep hyping it up uh no it's been crazy you know 14 year olds when we went to when i go to utah or like these other places where it's so big in pickleball these 12 year olds will come up to you and be like, Oh, I'm such a big fan. Like I love watching your training back So the sport is growing and it's really cool yeah. to be able to see those younger generations come through. I've even taught a few of them in clinics and camps and they eat it up. They absolutely yeah. love pickleball. And so just being able to be a role model for some of these young kids has been really, really cool as well. Um, so I love it. I absolutely love it.
2: Who are, uh, who are some of the players you're kind of high on right now? Obviously you're a fan of Al Alshon. That was a uh, interesting pick in the, Mm-hmm. in the major league pickleball draft but who, who else is out there that you're kind of like all right i got my got my eye on this person
1: yeah al sean he's probably the I, i'd say he's the most improved player that's yeah. that's my vote uh in doubles singles everything you name it uh the guy's just he's a total stud um i think obviously james Ignatowicz has been moving up he's getting better in mixed doubles men's doubles he'll find himself but he's going to be right there in all the the big key matches so uh I think those two guys kind of come to me at first. Obviously, on the singles side, it's it's a crapshoot because there's so many younger yeah. players coming in. It's a new person every day. It's a new person every day. I don't really right. play singles, so um, but no, it's been really really cool to see that from the younger generation. I mean, there's kids who used to just play tennis and then learn pickleball. Now they're just starting out with pickleball. Right. That's all they know, and now they're coming up. And guys, if you're watching, you're 13, 14, and you're wondering, kind of, can a pro pickleball player kind of sustain, or can they make enough money to? to do this professionally and you definitely can. I mean, I'm here to tell you like there's a few players here making like over seven figures Mm -hmm. uh, playing pickleball. So if you're watching this, just like, I want to be an inspiration to anyone that's here watching that if you work hard enough, if you believe in your capabilities, if you can like do anything you set your mind to, you can make it happen. So um, just go out there and get it. What do you think about it? Uh, I don't want to be like an inspirational speaker here, but I'm really passionate about it. Oh, that was good stuff. Yeah. I'm reconsidering my
2: own career, right? <laughs> you were uh, talking about before Jack Sock had really started to come onto the scene, you were talking about him and his uh, his potential. I think you even said that at one point you guys were talking about potentially partnering. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on him, specifically in men's doubles?
1: you see any potential there for you guys to partner down the road? Definitely one of the most athletic players on tour, no doubt about it. I mean, that forehand is a rocket. Um, With that soft paddle is a missile. I mean, we played it. I played against him uh, in this last tournament. And I mean, typically it's like a third shot drive and then a fifth shot drop. I mean, Jack was hitting thirds, fifths, sevenths, even from the middle court driving. And there was a, OK, there was one time in the match where he was driving a ball from the middle court at me. And I said, that's only going to work in the first round. Um, so because uh, he kept driving at me and I put the ball away. But uh, no, Jack's he's 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 got a court in his backyard in Charlotte, so he's going to continue to get better. Are my eyes looking at him for a future partner? Potentially, yes, but I'm really happy with Thomas at the moment. But, uh, no, Jack's got a lot of upside. So much quickness and athleticism, the guy yes yeah. If you can just, I think the only thing with his game right now is obviously, obviously the soft stuff in the middle, cleaning that up, getting more uh, consistent from the middle court, resetting, and then his backhand dink. If you can find his backhand, um, you'll be okay. But if he gets those two things, guy is going to be potentially number one in the world. For sure. I mean he's he had a decent enough slice in
0: tennis. Like I am sure he could figure that out. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right. all
2: right, we're gonna we're gonna cut it there. That's pickle pod for this week. We're gonna stay on and have a, a little more of a conversation that we might uh we might publish at a, a later date. So. Okay, okay, i am not gonna lie,